Can a Christian be a witch? Is there a possible way for a person that deals in familiar spirits, which are normally demonic, to also call themselves a follower of Christ? We'll go to 1 Samuel 28th chapter. I'll start at the 6th verse. This is the story of Saul when he inquired of the Lord because Saul disobeyed God. When God told him to destroy Amalekites, he refused to do it. He told him what to do. Saul refused to follow commandments. Samuel came to Saul and told him he had disobeyed God. Saul discovered that the Lord refused to answer him after that. God had rejected Saul, the king that he had once put over his people, and he wouldn't answer him anymore. The Bible says that Saul went to the prophets and got no answer. He threw lots, which was another means for them to to gain answers. He went to the priests and he got nothing. Silence. He decided he would find a woman The Bible called him a medium, what we know in in later times is a witch, a woman of Endor. Saul disguised himself, verse 8 says, by wearing different clothes, and he left with two men, and they came to the woman at night. He said to her, conjure up for me, please, and bring up from the dead for me the spirit whom I shall name to you. But the woman said to him, See here, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off, eliminated those who are mediums and spiritists from the land. So it was a commandment of Saul as the king to cut off witchcraft. But here he is now going to them for answers. As believers of God, we have to be very careful of going or turning to witchcraft or sorcery or magic or divination for answers to whether we want to know the answers to to how our life's going to go. Many people go to psychics because they want answers as to what's going to happen in the future. Many times they get answers that are true But the the reality of that is this. The Bible says the gifts of God are without repentance. Many of these people who deal in, in, in psychic networks and things of that nature have the gift of prophecy. They have the gift of sight. They can see, but they choose to use that gift for evil or to gain money. So God doesn't snatch the gift away simply because you don't use it for him. There are many gifted people in the world that that are anointed to sing, they're anointed to to preach, they're anointed to teach, and they, for whatever the reason, decide that they don't want to live for God. But a gift is a gift. You do whatever you choose to do with it. God doesn't take it away from you because you don't use it for him. Now, in Saul's case, Saul was a king. He was governing God's people. So God did strip the kingdom away from him. 
But here we see Saul going to a witch because God refused to answer him. So when he gets to the witch and she tells him, I shouldn't be doing this because it's against the law. He tells her or he gives her an oath and tells her nothing's going to happen to her. He promises that. She asked who he wanted her to bring up and he named Samuel. 12th verse. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed with a loud voice and said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. Now, if she knew the spirit that was going to be called or, or brought up, why would she even have that reaction? If she was in control of what was happening, why would she have that reaction? She could not have brought up Saul as a dead person. She could have only brought up a demonic, familiar spirit that pretended to be Saul, which is what many of them do. But because God allowed Saul, Samuel, to come up, that was the only way he did. And it made her afraid. And when Saul asked her what she saw, she said she saw a divine person coming up from the earth. He asked her what he looked like. And she said he looked like an old man coming up wrapped in a robe. So this was strange even to her. This surprised even her. If she was in control and and had any abilities to do this, do you think she would have been so thrown back, so afraid, so surprised at the results? Then Samuel said to Saul, this is the 15th verse, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul answered, I'm greatly distressed for the Philistines are making war against me and God has left me and no longer answers me. Either through prophets or by dreams, therefore I have called you to make known to me what I should do. So Saul is going around God because God refuses to answer him because God rejected him. So he's going to get his answers through another means. Many Christians today are doing that. They have no relationship with God. They have no relationship with the Holy Spirit. So instead of seeking God and instead of trying to get answers from God, instead of going to his word to find out what his word says and praying for revelation, they choose an easier route, which is to go and find someone who could possibly conjure up something and just tell them something, which most of the time is a lie mixed with a little truth to ease their their mentality because they have no relationship with God or God has left them. This is the situation that Saul was facing. Samuel said to him, the Lord has done to you. 17th verse. Exactly what he said he would do. He stripped the kingdom from you and given it to your neighbor David because you did not obey the voice of the Lord and did not execute his fierce wrath on Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Samuel goes on, verse 19. Moreover, the Lord will also put Israel along with you into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me among the dead. Indeed, 
the Lord will put the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. So Samuel is prophesying even in, in, in death, letting Saul know, you and your sons are going to die and your people are going to go into captivity. The Bible says, then Saul immediately fell full length on the earth and was very afraid because of Samuel's words. The woman came to Saul and said that he was greatly troubled and, sh and saw that he was greatly troubled and said to him, look, I've done what you asked me to do. So now listen to my voice. And she tried to encourage him to eat because we know according to the story that Saul refused to eat for a, a while, which made him weak. So she tried to talk him into eating. But the, the, the mentality of Saul going around when he couldn't hear the voice of God and doing his own thing, that was the same mentality that got him in trouble in the first place. Not doing what God told him to do. And if God is silent, it's better that we just allow him to be silent and continue to seek him until he does have mercy and answer as opposed to going to someone who is not of God, who is familiar spirits with demonic for influence and going to them to get advice or to get instruction. We do better to just allow God to reject us and be quiet than to do that because now he's going to pay a consequence for pulling up Samuel's body or pulling Samuel from the dead by way of a witch. Now he and his sons are going to die. That's a consequence to his decision to entreat a witch. So from this story we know that witchcraft is not something that God condones. Witchcraft is not something that God is even a part of. Nobody can bring up any person from the dead except God. None of your dead relatives are coming back to you talking to you. Those are familiar spirits. They're demonic spirits to trick you, to fool you, to get you to do whatever it is that the devil wants you to do. Don't be fooled. Be careful of, of, of the astrologies and the um, these games they have on social media now that'll tell you your future. Do not dip and dabble in witchcraft. Do not dip and dabble in sorcery as a believer. You don't want the enemy to come in and trick you. Continue to pray to God. Continue to read his word. Continue to fellowship with him. The Bible said if we delight ourselves in him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. Acknowledge him in all our ways and he'll direct our path. And if we obey him, we'll, if we be willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. Saul's disobedience caused the situation he was in. We don't ever want God to reject us. So that's the reason we need to obey. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.